Here's a Lotus Against Anderson's podcast, and it's the 8th of September 2021. The time is 20.07, and it is Wednesday. Now today, the question is, and I can read it out loud so I remember it correctly, who is right for you, and who is wasting your time? And of course, wasting time... Well, time is wasted anyway, so to speak, regardless of what we put in it. Regardless of what we put in our lives, we are basically running out of time. So are we using our time productively or carefully, might, might, one might add, because... I could sit and watch television all my life, and I have done this for many, many hours, thousands of hours, and I believe that you have also done the same. I cannot <laughs> say that for a fact, but I believe that a lot of people around the world, there's a great chance that we are spending a lot of time wasting it on the television, wasting it on the screen. So... You could say, well, another person wasting your time. Uh, if it is a loved one, if it is a boyfriend or girlfriend, or if it just is a close friend, well, I would say that time is never wasted with friends. Time is never wasted with people who want to immerse themselves in the conversation wants to get to know you better and wants to open up to you and vice versa in order for you to create a better relationship with the person that you are talking to. So that is never wasted because it teaches us something. It teaches us uh, social skills, how to interact with each other and how not to interact with each other. And of course, it makes it more difficult if we use a lot of time on the screen. A lot of time on uh, people on the screen and not uh, people in reality or in the real world, uh, talking to them face to face. So this who is right for you and who is wasting your time, of course, this is the book that we're going to read out loud. And of course, it's a bit of a... A dream book. It has something to do with the dreams and the intuition of us humans that we tend to maybe choose partners in life that is wrong for us or that we think is right for us but turns out to be wrong for us and what the reason is for this. So, of course, going to this in greater detail moving forward is, of course, the purpose of this podcast. But I have to, once again, hold a five minutes break. So five minutes from now or ten minutes from now, I will start the podcast up again. So you have to excuse me. Yes, and I'm back again. And this book, The Complete Dream Book of Love and Relationships, it is from the first couple of words that I have 
taken on this title of this podcast. So let's just start by reading out loud from it and see if it is something that I actually can use in my podcast. The headline is How Dreams and Intuition Can Help You Discover and Deepen Love. It is difficult knowing who is right for you and who is wasting your time, who is trustworthy or who is unstable, unscrupulous or even dangerous. We try to apply logic to the situation, and that helps. But most of us in the dating world find that we are perfectly capable of making terrible mistakes and of caring quite deeply about someone who has few redeeming features or who just isn't as good fit for us. Friends can tell you that they believe about the si- what they believe about the situation and what they find is true for them. A therapist can tell you guidelines about relationships in general. Family members can tell you what they hope you will find in life. What you need to know is someone who knows your secrets, your emotional nature, your history of sabotage, your fear of intimacy, and your fear of winding up alone. You need someone who is absolutely and unreservedly on your side, who agrees that a solid, loving relationship is worth the quest. In the pursuit of finding and nurturing love, you should take advantage of all the advocates, adversities and supporters you can find. But the one reason or but the run resources but the one resource you absolutely must take advantage of is your deeper mind. This part of your psyche takes in volumes of information, even subtle or subliminal clues. It recognizes patterns sometimes in an instant and it knows and understands your personality without judgment and the ways your quirk and your strength impacts your style of relating and your approach to love. The bottom line is that the deeper mind is one of your most accurate and potent advisors, and it tends to speak to you through your dreams and your intuition. How dreams work from the 1950s through the 1970s, a psychiatrist named Montsik Ullmann rocked the comfort zone of his colleagues by starting a worldwide movement that significantly changed the way people view their dreams. Known today as peer dream work, Ullmann's technique is used to explore the feelings and potential meanings of a dream. Before the movement, Dreams were considered diagnostic tools that therapists used to reveal what type of problems their patient might have. Allman believed that through dreams, or sorry, though dreams may be useful in that regard, they are far more than diagnostic tools. In a nutshell, here are his three main concepts that opens the door to the modern exploration of how dreams work. Number one. Dreams focuses on the present in an attempt to make sense of current challenges, to preserve well-being and to process information and stimulation. Dreams are simply the products of our mind or your mind constantly sorting through information and stimulation and often presenting a distilled version of events in story form. Even when the past is woven into your dreams, it is because the deeper mind is trying to make sense of questions and goals we face in the present. 
Number two, dreams belong to the dreamer. Anyone who remembers and thoughtfully considers the meaning of a dream may perceive its implications and benefits from it. There is nothing inherently clinical or dangerous about attempting to discover the meaning in a dream. And number three, exploring dreams with friends or in a peer dream group can be an enriching process in which mutual support and exploration can benefit the entire group. Ullman encourages people to form groups to share and discuss their dreams in a thoughtful, respectful style, so that individuals could explore their dreams among friends and peers, draw conclusions and consider the implications for themselves. So is this a book that we can use? Well, yes and no. Because uh, I'm not really emphasizing so much on dreams and what they mean to us as uh, this author does. Because I believe that dreams is kind of like a concept of our mind that can also be distorted. Meaning that if you have a very vivid dream of any sort, trying to decipher it and trying to find out what it means, if another person on the other side of the planet have the exact same experience of the exact same dream, meaning, of course, you are, for example, walking on a beach and you stumble and fall, but you do not hurt yourself, you start flying, for example, then another person can have the same exact dream, but their circumstances and their life um, is completely different than yours. And the meaning should be different. But if the dream is the, the exact same thing, well, how can you really decipher it? So that is also the difficulty of dreams. Dreams have a tendency to make us focus on something that we should think very carefully about. And reoccurring dreams might suggest that we have something in our life that we need to address. But it is very difficult because dreams is basically out of our hands. We cannot really change our dreams. We can train, change the circumstances of our life, and then our dreams might change. But getting to know our dreams in a more profound way, well, it could change the focus on our life in general. Meaning that, for example, if you have a dream of something that you want to come true, it could be a job, for example, it could be a career, but you're really not putting in the effort that you deep down inside know that you have to put in in order for you to achieve your dream, well, then the reoccurring dream might suggest that you are uh, simply just uh, fooling yourself, simply just living on a lie. 
And of course, you're going to have this dream reoccurring until you change either the circumstances of having this dream of becoming something that you wish for, but you're really not trying your best to achieve this. If you just say, no, I know that I'm not going to achieve this, so I'm going to stop having dreams of achieving this. Or you can keep on having this dream, but you can change this, your circumstances so that you, as good as you can, try to achieve your dream. And then you will eventually, of course, change uh, your dreams when you sleep. But but it is but is it your dream that has made you think about changing your life in another direction so that you could actually achieve your dream? Or is it simply just living in the real world and trying as good as you can to truly analyze the situation, ask yourself, and maybe even write it on a piece of paper, am I really going all out for my dream in this life? Or am I simply just kidding myself? Because if I come to the conclusion that I'm kidding myself and I'm not going to put in the effort to achieve my dreams, well, then that is a big waste of time uh, on my part. And I have to basically snap out of it. Maybe a person, a good friend, tries to make you snap out of it. And maybe you resent that person, of course, because he or she has pointed a finger at the problem at hand that you do not want to realize, that you do not want to address, because you know deep inside addressing this problem is going to make you conclude that your dream is not going to be fulfilled. It's not going to uh, ever going to be realized in your life. So we have to have, of course, some expectations in life. We have to have some goals in life. But they also have to be realistic. We also have to have realistic goals of our partner. Because I also believe that a lot of people have a tendency, especially the women, but also the men, to have too high thoughts of themselves. Of course, you also have you have to show yourself love and kindness. Yes, that is true. But if you think that you are better than other human beings, if you think that the girl, the boyfriend that I'm going to have is <laughs> someone who is of the very, very top echelon of the 1% of the 1% because I deserve a luxury, I deserve to be taken care of, well, then you are really, as a woman, fooling yourself, not looking at it through the realistic eyes of reality. Because what are you bringing to the table to a 1% man that makes 10, 15 million dollars every year? Really not that much, or besides sex, of course. 
So you also have to become realistic, not only as a man, but also as a woman, and say to yourself, am I really using realistic goals to achieve something in my life that is going to allow myself to become happy and content in life? Am I also, when I search for a partner, willing to, yes, it's a very bad word, but compromise my standards? Because, of course, you can have a very high standard. We all have a very high standard because we have a high standard of thinking about ourselves. We are only deserving the best in the world. So I deserve the best in the world. I deserve the most beautiful woman in the world. I deserve to have a lot of sex with her. I deserve also to have a good and deep relationship with that woman. But I also deserve peace and quiet in my life. I also deserve to almost be worshipped. And you see that that way of thinking is not going to allow yourself to be a pleasant human being. On the contrary, you get a bit stuck up, you get a bit self-centered. And that can be a problem not only for you, yourself, but also your surroundings. So how do other human beings perceive you? How do other people meet you when you talk to them? Are you meeting them with an open mind and heart? Are you truly showing them love and compassion and kindness? Are you truly meeting persons that you truly want to get to know? Or are you feeling reserved? Are you feeling that you have to push people away in order for them not to get close to you? And you wonder why you are feeling lonely. Well, that's, of course, the reason. So coming to this conclusion that we human beings, we tend to think very highly of ourselves, that we deserve the best in life. And if we are offered what we think is less, then we are not taking it or accepting it, if it is a life partner, for example. So we have to think very realistic about our own situation. We are also going to have to come to terms with the fact that no, we do not deserve the best in life, if you want the best in life, you have to work very hard for it. You have to be willing to mold your own personality in a direction that is, that is more pleasing to the persons that you want to attract. So if you are a very stock-up person, a self-centered person, you need to work on getting rid of these negative personality trademarks in order for you to have other people find you attractive. Because attraction is a strange thing. (laughs) 
attraction is a very thing, strange thing because of course opposites attract and I've also explained in the podcast uh, I believe it a couple of days ago where I talked about we actually find ourselves attracted to persons who are the least favorable of our parents so that if one of our parents had a very negative personality trait that is actually what we find attractive in a partner very strangely of course but that is because we feel an urge on our subconscious level to actually change the situation for the better and then we try and meet another person who have the same negative personality trait and we hope that now we can change the situation and when we can't we feel feel very miserable very lonely and very sad in the relationship that we have started so we need to not only be aware of the pitfalls of choosing a partner or choosing a friend we also be have to become aware of who we are as a human being and that we are perhaps too stuck up our own backsides we think too highly of ourselves and yes of course uh, my podcast is about showing love and kindness to yourself being aware of how can i change my personality to the better so i become a more pleasant and loving and caring and kind human being but this has nothing to do with being stuck up or being self-absorbed because being self-absorbed means that when you think too highly of yourself you become more of a person who thinks lower about other people that you meet that they are below you that is very bad to think about persons like this because we human beings regardless of who we are we deserve love and kindness and attention from each other we deserve that we show each other a compassion and a trustworthiness of each other but that's the problem with a lot of people they think that they can deceive other human beings that they can have a voice in themselves that it, basically you have another person inside you telling you how to get a number over another person that you are basically having an inner voice guiding you in a direction that makes you a very bad person a person who is not going to have other people find you attractive so you have to look deep within yourself you have to start meditating because when you meditate you find out that this inner voice is actually a nuisance it's actually not so pleasant towards yourself and towards others and confronting this voice and eventually turning the volume bottom volume uh, on this voice down so that you hardly hear it anymore is very very important 
Because once you do this, you can start to get in touch with your deepest inner core, which is love and kindness. And then you can start showing love and kindness to your fellow human beings instead of only caring and thinking about yourself and what you want in life. Because the greatest secret of them all is when you show love and kindness to other human beings, you're going to receive love and kindness within yourself. And that is going to better your life in a more profound way that you thought possible so that thinking and caring only about yourself and what you want is going to make you feel lonely and sad inside. But caring and thinking about what other people might uh, want and showing them attention and listening very carefully to, the, to what they have to say, showing them attention when you are basically showing to them that you are a loving and kind person who truly wants to get to know them at a deeper level. So that should be our main goal in life because that is the only way we are going to allow true happiness in our lives. Yes, and I'm back again. I had to pay some dues on the little house out there. So I am fine now. <laughs> and I also took a bit of time to meditate. And through my meditation, I came to the realization that we, of course, are very different man and woman. And the reason or the place that I could see that we are most different is perhaps the way we are running our engine, so to speak. Perhaps women have a tendency always to run their engine at 180 miles per hour, constantly thinking and especially overthinking every situation, constantly worrying about the way they look, about how their makeup is looking, how they are perceived as human beings, what other people are thinking about them, so that they are really not in a position to ever relax, calm down, and be truly happy in their life. Very sad, of course, and I'm not saying it's true to all women around the world, but I have had a, a easing of the mind that uh, told me that this is what I have been experiencing for many years when talking to women, that they have a tendency to overthink situations, to be anxious and worried about any situation that they might come to. They do not really feel relaxed in their own body, in their own mind. And of course, that is very difficult for me as a man to also feel relaxed when a person that I have a deep conversation with tends to worry and tends to constantly overthink things. So that is some of the difficulties maintaining a partner or a lover 
or just a close friend of the opposite sex. Because I believe that women have a tendency to always overthink things. Basically, a man is happy, of course, three things in life, <laughs> sex and food, and having a relaxing home to come to, where there are peace and quiet. And perhaps he finds joy and just watching television, that is his form of relaxation. But I do not really know how women relax, how women tends to fall into the concept of showing themselves love and kindness, and especially calmness. Because having a calm mind, having a mind that is basically running as slowly as possible, it tends to ease our mind, it tends to relax our mind, and it tends to have Especially, I can only talk to for myself, of course, but it tends to get me into a place where I feel more relaxed and at ease, and especially at ease with myself. My thoughts are not running 180 miles per hour. So how, how come I believe that the number one reason women tend to fall short on this is perhaps they do not realize the greatest power is also within themselves. By just saying no to constantly being bombarded with information from the garbage can, violent video games, violent movies, movies that portray people's bad behaviors are something that you can allow yourself to be entertained by. Also the social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all the rest of the crap, and also the mainstream media. These are things that I also would highly suggest women stay away from. And then they should start meditating uh, very profoundly and deeply, making it part of their life journey to find their inner core. Because when you just sit down, relax, turn off your phone, and do not have anything outside coming in through your senses, your mind tends to, of course, at the first couple of days or weeks, you're going to have a little bit of difficulty calming your mind down because it has been used to running 180 miles per hour. But I will highly guarantee you that you are going to experiencing you're going to experience a lot of calmness of the mind once you start your meditation journey. So counting your breathings, and when your mind wanders, and it will, you tend to keep on wandering. But instead of doing that, you should take control over your mind and keep on counting your breathings so that when you inhale you count one and when you exhale you count two and three and four and five and six and so on and of course you try to 
keep your awareness or your attention as much as possible so that you can reach a higher number as possible. 100 is a very good number because if you can concentrate for that long, well then you can concentrate on becoming aware of your thoughts more profoundly. Becoming aware of the clutter of your mind. Because we have a tendency to let our mind wander in a direction that is not going to benefit us at all. We tend to overthink things. We tend to think, well, if I'm not having a partner, I'm not going to be happy. I'm not going to feel fulfilled or be fulfilled. If I'm not having this or that in my life, I'm not going to be happy in my life. But really, that does not really matter. What matters is who you feel you are deep inside. And that, of course, is loving kindness. But you need to relax your mind so much so. You need to have your breathing turn to so slow of a pace that you feel that you can actually connect with your true inner core, with this love and kindness. And when you do this, as a woman in particular, then you are going to thank yourself for taking this journey. Because calming your mind is going to be the most important thing that you can do in your life. And you will not say this today, of course, you will just say I'm just a hippie idiot, but I will guarantee you that you're going to thank me later when you realize the importance of simply just meditating, simply just being there in the moment, living right here, right now. Not living in the past and not living in the future and not worrying and constantly bickering in yourself with your inner voice. So coming to the grips and turn with your inner voice is very important. And coming to the grips that you have the power over your own mind is also very important. So start with saying no to the garbage can starts to become very analytical of what you put through your eyes and ears. What are you really spending your time on? Or are you really wasting your time on a lot of things that actually makes your Indian, your brain, run at 180 miles per hour? And is there anything that you can do to lower the mileage of your car, so to speak, or lower how fast you are going. Because a lot of people are living with a very stressful life because they think that living a stressful life is also going to allow them to think that they are living a very calm and peaceful life and a very happy life. But the two contradict each other. You might fool yourself into thinking this way. You might think that by cluttering up your life and having as much 
as much to do as humanly possible, even in your spare time when you are off at work, is going to make you happy. But it's really going to have the complete opposite effect on you. So start with relaxation. And that is also why a lot of women like to go to a spa or go to a place where they actually are allowed to feel relaxation, allowed to have a massage, allowed to just cobble off, so to speak, shut their engine off. And that is why I know that a lot of women have a tendency to keep their engine running all the time because they think that they're going to die if they turn it off or at least run the engine at a very slow pace so that they think that their life maybe have no meaning. But on the contrary, when you slow your engine down and you start meditating, you're going to come to the realization that life have even more meaning when you slow your mind down, get in touch with your inner core, which is love and kindness. And once you have a relaxed mind, then you should close your eyes and pray to Jehovah God, the Almighty One, the creator of the universe, and ask for his guidance, ask for his love and compassion and kindness and relaxation in your life. Ask if he would bring you calmness and loving kindness in your life and close your prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. I'll guarantee you that he is going to listen to you. And yes, of course, I know that at first you're going to experience some nightmares because of the great opponent of Jehovah God, Satan and his demons. They're not going to allow yourself to escape so easily from their claws. But if you keep on worshiping and praying to Jehovah God in the name of Jesus Christ, he is going to eventually let, uh, the opponent is going to let you go. And how can I say that there is a creator behind it all? Very simply put, we are apparently 7.8 billion people on the planet, and we come from the same place. We come from an egg and a sperm cell, which comes from an egg and a sperm cell, which comes from an egg and a sperm cell, and so forth and so on. That means that we come from something that you could place in the head of a top of a needle, but you could also place that in the head of a top of a needle, that's our father and mother. But you could also place that in the head of a top of a needle, that's our grandfather and grandmother, and so forth and so on. Now that I see as pretty intelligent made, therefore there have to be an intelligent creator behind it all. He has created us all. He has created Mother Nature, you could call it. When you look at this picture of the beach and you see that there are trees that are alive still on the edge of falling to the beach, of course, you can see that it's very, or can be a very dramatic picture if you focus on the trees. But if you focus on the beach and on the water, 
well, then you can feel relaxation and calmness. So it is the way we focus on or what we focus on that makes us either anxious or calm and collected. So let us focus on love and kindness. Let us focus on relaxing our mind. Let us focus on being joyful and cheerful. Let us focus on collecting true friends who want the best for us and you want the best for them. And to be completely honest uh, to them and you know that they are completely honest when they also talk to you. That's the most important thing that you can have in your life. So having close friends nearby, but also having a close relationship with yourself, a more calm and deep relationship with yourself, that is going to help you cope and deal with the stresses of everyday life. And when you meditate and you keep on meditating, you're going to not allow these stresses of your life to have so much of an effect on you that they had before. So that you are keeping your engine running at a slow pace, as a, at a calm and collective pace, where you feel relaxed and calm, and where you have the ability to show love and kindness, not only to yourself, because that is what you are showing yourself when you use time towards yourself and towards your meditation practice. So meditation is of the utmost importance for us human beings. Because, as we know, we are all addicted to the screen, to our cell phone, to having a lot of inputs all the time in our brain. We are basically, many times, overloading our brain. So we need to get time to ourselves to actually re-upload or reboot our brain or have it go into a deep state of awareness, a more calm and collective state of awareness where we find our true inner core. So looking at Mother Nature, or experiencing Mother Nature, not only through a picture like this, but really going outside is going to help you and your loved ones greatly in order for you to get in touch with Mother Nature. Because the inputs of the screen can have, when we start meditating, have a very negative impact on the way we think about not only ourselves, but also our fellow human beings. Because it tends to have a negative tone of voice or negative personality trademarks that they are always constantly feeding you through the television sets and through your cell phone. So becoming aware of negative human personality trademarks and saying no to them, 
saying no to allowing them to affect your mind is also going to greatly benefit your chances of relaxing your mind and getting in touch with your true inner core. And having a calm and collective mind is also going to benefit you when you meet other human beings because they're going to find you attractive and find you thoughtful and find that you actually do care about them, that you are actually a genuine human being. And these are very rare to find because if human beings have a tendency always to overthink things, constantly being in a high gear of 180 miles per hour, constantly feeding their mind through the garbage can and through their cell phone and their television. Yes, of course, that's the garbage can also. It's going to... It's going to have you as a human being take yourself more away from your true inner core, which is love and kindness. And I do not want that for you, and I do not want that for me. I want human beings to find their true inner core. Loving kindness is so important to show yourself and others. And analyzing what is loving kindness really? What is the merciful Samaritan really teaching us as human beings? Have we, have we a tendency not to become or be like the merciful Samaritan? Are we simply just walking away from what we should be participating in by showing loving compassion and kindness? Are we simply just too much in our own minds? Are we too egocentristic? That's the question. So finding a partner, being aware of having true conversations with each other is also very important. Because also that we come to the realization many times that, yes, that could have been a true friend. But if you show another person true love and kindness and attention and awareness, but they do not... Uh, basically show you the same thing. They are rejecting you and saying that they do not want to be friends with you. Well, then there's not really a reason for you to become friends with them. Because then you are trying something that is not going to be. So also being very realistic about any situation in your life is also very important. And of course, it can be very hurtful when other people are not returning your compassion and love because you feel betrayed and you feel lonely and you feel that, is, that there's something wrong with you. But remember, there's nothing wrong with you. If you show true love and compassion and kindness, if you show that you are a genuine human being that truly is honest to other human beings when you talk to them, well, then it's basically their problem, not yours, how they perceive it or how they receive your love and kindness. 
You cannot change other people's minds. They need to change it for themselves. They need to come to the realization that their mind has also been captive of the garbage can. And before they do this, they are keeping on being participants of a hype mind, you could call it, that is basically pulling humanity in a wrong direction, not very pleasing direction. Because when you ask yourself or you ask your friends or even your close friends, are you truly happy in life or do you feel that there are something missing? Well, if they are going to be honest with you, they are always going to say that there are something missing. Well, that they are really not truly happy, that they feel that they are missing something. And of course, you could get hurt by that because you could say, well, if I'm not enough for you, what then? But you could also reverse it and say to yourself, well, how can I better myself, open myself even more up so that this person can trust me even more and we can have a more deep relationship with each other? Because we human beings are basically the same. We all want love and compassion and kindness and we all want to be liberated and free from pain and grief and all the negative human personality trademarks of us humans. But we need to start with ourselves. We need to start with truly taking our life back to ourselves, not allowing other people or other inputs to enter our life. Let's start meditating. Let's start becoming aware of our true inner core loving-kindness. And let's start from there so that we work our way from within to outside. And then I will guarantee you that your life and my life is going to greatly improve the way that we view the world, but also the quality of our life. So take your life into your own hands. Be aware of the impact that it can have when you just simply say yes to everything that you can occupy your mind with. That is the greatest advice that I can give you. Because it can affect you greatly in a positive way when you come to the realization that putting love and kindness from other human beings that want the same as you is going to greatly impact your own life. You're going to have a more deep and sincere conversation with yourself when you meditate. You're going to come to the grips and turn with the fact that you are actually a loving and caring and kind human being you are actually a person who deserves love and kindness from yourself and from others. And coming to the grips, in fact, with that, it can be a bit uh, troublesome because you and I are not used to having a deep conversation with ourselves. We are not used to showing ourselves true love and kindness. 
and working our way from within to a person that meets other people truly honest, with no deception in mind, with no ill thoughts of our own in mind. Because once you have purified your mind, purified your thoughts, well, then you are not allowing bad thoughts to enter your mind. And then other people are going to find you attractive and want to start a conversation with you and want to get to know you. Of course, these are the human beings that also are searching for the same thing in life that you are, which is love and kindness. So you are going to attract the person or people in your life that you are basically going to portray in your own personality. So show love and kindness. Get in touch with your true inner core. That is going to benefit you and your surroundings greatly. And of course, I can point the finger outwards, but that is not going to change the way I am. I also need to put in the effort all day, every day, for the rest of my life. And of course, I know that when I die, I am going to receive a resurrection from Jehovah God, and also you are going to receive the same thing. So let's allow loving kindness to enter our lives, so that when we die and get a resurrection, we are opening our eyes, surrounded with human beings who also have the same personality traits that you and I have tried so deeply to work towards in this life. So I hope this podcast was helpful for you. And of course, yes, I know it was not as good as a podcast as I usually have because many times it's very difficult for me to gather my thoughts to a, basically a beam of light. And that's the problem. I usually am wandering a little bit in this direction and a little bit in that direction. And I could feel that this podcast was a little bit off, and I'm sorry about that. I hope that I can collect my thoughts even more uh, the next time I make a English uh, podcast, also the Danish one, of course, so that I can try as good as I can to explain a path in my life that I know is going to benefit me greatly, and I also hope that it's going to benefit you greatly. So remember to show loving, compassion, and kindness towards yourself and towards others. And remember, this is the most important thing of the podcast. Learn to say no to other human beings that are not going to benefit you in your journey towards yourself or your self-awareness of loving-kindness and showing loving-kindness. So also being aware of the fact that meditation is the most important thing that I can teach you in this podcast. Start by meditating today. Start by having a routine, maybe just 15 minutes, maybe half an hour, but optimal one hour every day, where you truly meditate and get in contact with yourself and your inner core, 
and then start from there and work your way outwards. Then I'm going to guarantee you that if you keep on doing this, you're going to improve the quality of your life greatly and the quality of life from or by other people around you because you're going to affect them in a more profound way. When you also tell them that start meditating is the most important thing that you can do to benefit the way you look at life. So I hope this podcast was helpful for you. I hope that you show yourself and your loved ones love and kindness and compassion. And as good as you can, try to better other people's lives simply just by being there for them, simply just by showing them your 100% attention when you talk to them so that you can show them love and compassion and kindness because then you are going to receive most likely love and kindness in return. So this is Kenneth Anderson signing off. It is the 8th of September 2021. The time is 21.40 and it is Wednesday. Bye.